Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of A Safe Space for Men. I'm your host, Ron. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe to the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, Very soon, oh, I, I'll get into that different time. I'm not going to jump into that yet. But um, I hope everyone had a good week. I hope everyone's had a peaceful week, a stress-free week. Um, it's Christmas time, so... Um, there's a lot of shopping and stress and everyone's probably working more than they normally would because, you know, everyone's trying to provide for the children and just make the holidays good for their family. Um, so I, I hope everyone's just doing their best to stay stress-free and make sure you're getting some sleep and all those good things. Um, I'm going to pick back up what I was talking about last week with how these jobs just don't give a fuck and how, you know, just... Well, so, like, people reached out to me, uh, which is good. I had a friend of mine, he reached out, and he was talking to me about his job and how, like, when he got hired, they wanted him to work a certain schedule. No, he let them know he could work a certain schedule because he has another job, and they were okay with it. And then, like all jobs do, they, like, slowly snuck in, like, hey, can you work this day? And he did it as a favor, and then, like, all of a sudden, that day was on his schedule regularly. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said I could do you guys a favor once. And then um, now he's kind of in a situation. I haven't talked to him today, but he's, like, in a situation where they tried to, like, give him an ultimatum. Like, you have to do this or you can't get any extra hours. And it's just like, that's fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, jobs really are, are fucking pieces of shit, like most of them. And it's like, you guys need him because you don't have the manpower to cover these hours. So if he's able to work extra hours, it's not on that one specific day that you need, then, you know, use him accordingly. But you guys want to try to, like, bully and make people do shit that they can't do, that they already let you know before they even put the fucking uniform on, they couldn't do. Um, And, yeah, these jobs, they really, a lot of these jobs are just fucking shitty. And um, I'm going to get into a couple more stories that, things that I went through um, and just like pretty much to just give you understanding why this, I have the outlook on like jobs and shit the way that I do now. Uh, and I know sometimes like for some people it comes off as arrogant, but I don't care. It's I'm, I will never again allow any job to put me in a situation where I feel like, uh, like I have to choose the job over my family, choose the job over myself, choose the job over my mental health, my happiness, my peace, anything. Um, like the job is, it's a job. Yeah, it provides and that's how you make your money and shit, but you can't allow any job to be like the end all be all. Fuck that. So before I get into that though, I do want to get into some of the stuff that's been going on in the city this week. Uh, Philly's been on fire again. Philly's fucking crazy. Uh, there was a murder at Macy's, a security guard. His name was Eric Harrison, 27 years old. He, so 
I saw the video, and the video was disturbing. It was sickening. Um, just as a father, like, it's, it's sad because, like, now he's this guy that he's not there for his family anymore. Um, and he was just at work, minding his business. He wasn't on the corner selling drugs. He wasn't in a shootout, you know. He wasn't shot by the cops. He was fucking killed at his job while doing his job. Uh, I guess someone tried to, like, steal or something like that. So I saw where the video picks up is with him getting the guy out the store or whatever or chasing him out the store and the guy leaves. He then comes back minutes later and stabs him. Like, he fucking stabs him and he ends up dying and they arrested the guy, the other guy. Um, I didn't even write his name down. I wasn't going to mention his name, but he was 30 years old. And it's just like there's two people who their lives are completely done. Obviously, a 30-year-old guy, he deserves to go to jail, get the death penalty, whatever. He fucking killed somebody um, that was just doing the job. But then you have this 27-year-old young man who's gone. Um, he, I be, I'm not sure if he had any kids. I think it did say he had a child. But even if he, whether he does or doesn't, he, he he's either one, not available to his children, or he won't have the opportunity to have children. And then his parents have to bury their 27-year-old son. No parents have to bury their kids. I know it happens, but it's it's fucking sad, man. And I just think like I know we got a new administration coming in, new mayor, which I I, I didn't vote for, but hopefully, uh, new mayor, new commissioner, blahzy blah. Hopefully, they'll fucking do some shit about this crime because we have a lot of shootings, a lot of murders, a lot of killings in the city, and they're just too fucking soft on crime, like. Even with these kids, these there's a lot of crime being committed by people that are under 18. Um, they're stealing cars. They're fucking robbing people. They're carjacking. And, like, I was talking to a police officer, and he was telling me about how the majority of them, they just get off. Like, they, their parents, like, they, they get charged as juveniles. And I get that they're juvenile, but if any fucking body, adult or kid, that has the mind... To walk up to a car and steal a car or walk up to a car and put a gun in somebody's face to take their car, they should be charged as a fucking adult. Like, these kids, they're taking the time to learn how to steal these cars, how to break into these cars, how to fucking watch a YouTube video, how to steal kids and all this stuff. But these little motherfuckers won't go to school and be something, learn something, um, actually be a productive part of society. Lock those motherfuckers up. Because I'll tell you this, what's going to start happening is, and if it hasn't already started happening, is they're going to start trying to rob the wrong people or steal the cars from the wrong people, and they're going to fucking get shot. And then you're going to have these parents on TV talking about how, oh, my son, he was such a good kid. No, the fuck he wasn't. That little motherfucker was out here robbing, stealing, shooting, terrorizing. That's what he was. Um, and I need y'all to fucking know what your little boys are doing. And I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a working parent. I'm, I know I'm not going to know 100% of the things that my kids are doing, but my fucking kids know to not go out in these streets and rob, steal, shoot. They know not to do none of that. Why? Because we've raised them that way. You know, both parents. They know that we collectively don't play that shit. I um, mean, you would not go out in these streets and fucking embarrass us. And I think a lot of these boys, they don't have the guidance. Uh, some of them are growing up without their dad, some of them growing up without their moms, whatever it is. But I just think everyone has to do a better job of knowing what their kids are doing. Because a lot of times I see I see kids out all the time just just roaming. They'd be like 
during the, the school day, and I'm like, I know these kids are like 14 or 15 out with ski masks on. That's something else they just did. They passed the law to where it's illegal to wear a ski mask, which is great. Let's see if it gets enforced. But I, I just think, like, if you just start locking these fucking kids up and give them, giving them real fucking time and not just being like, oh, we're going to give them juvie or, oh, we're going to give them uh, community service. No, put those motherfuckers in jail, real jail. Send them to prison. And, yeah, it might seem a little harsh, but it's probably why yeah, you, y'all wouldn't want me as the fucking mayor or whatever, DA, because everybody be in jail. Uh, there was also, so there was another stabbing. This was two weeks ago. There was a late, uh, security guard again. They got stabbed two weeks ago at the Walnut Locust Station. Um, she's another security guard and was stabbed by a guy. Uh, his name, I ain't going to say his name either. He actually died today. Um he, I guess, somewhere along the way, the cops was apprehending him. He got shot by the cops. And this happened two weeks ago, obviously, but he just died today. Like, literally, as I was preparing this, um, I saw it on uh, Stephen Kelly actually posted it on Twitter. Uh, I get a lot of my information from him because he's he be on everything. But, yeah, the guy died today from his um, his gunshot wounds, which I wish he hadn't because I felt like he should have went to jail and he should have paid on the price of the crime. But, yeah, she got stabbed in the neck. And it's just like... So my biggest problem with security jobs is the majority of them, not all, but the majority of them, they're, they're not fucking carrying any type of weapons. It's just their hands and themselves. And some of them are, uh, for most security jobs, you're not like most, they're not in like top physical shape. They're not, some of them are women. Some of them are skinny men. Some of them are overweight people. Like these aren't like, police officers who are trained to try and like um apprehend people or anything like that so y'all giving them these jobs they're already not paying them enough and you're putting them in these situations where they're, they're they literally have to risk their lives as you just seen and in some cases the shit turns deadly and it's just like what like what security jobs every security job should they should be carrying guns guns some type of weapon but more, most likely guns if you hire these people, you should put them through the training to get them to carry a gun. You're already, again, not paying them enough. These fucking jobs don't care, man. I'm telling you. And um, with the first guy, the guy, Eric Harrison, they had like a GoFundMe for him. And I think they raised like almost $50,000 for him, which is great. But again, that money does not bring him back. And he's no longer available to his family. So this is really sad. I, I really want to see um, crimes like people really fucking pay the price for the shit they're doing. People are out here, they fucking shoot people and get caught with guns and they're out in like six months. And it's fucking ridiculous. You know, as someone who pays taxes, as someone who works, as someone with kids, with girls and, you know, and a family and you're letting all these people on the streets and, and they're just not safe people. They don't give a fuck about society. They don't care about nobody. Um, and they're willing to lie, cheat and steal and kill from anybody to get what they want. And, no, it's it's not cool. Uh, another thing is, uh, people keep escaping from prison. So somebody else escaped from prison. It popped up on my feed. I didn't get all the information, but it, that's like, I want to say like the third or fourth person over the last couple months in PA, or at least yeah, in our area that has escaped prison. What the fuck is going on? Because I ride past these prisons all the time, and there's like a gate barbed wire, another gate barbed wire, another gate barbed wire, a wall, another gate barbed wire. And it's like, there's got to be people helping these people get out of jail. You can't convince me otherwise. 
So hopefully whoever escaped, they find them and, you know, before they do something stupid. Uh, I want to know, when do you tell your kids that Santa isn't real? Like, when do you guys, like, what age? And, like, for me, I've never actually taught my kids that there's a such thing as Santa. I've always told them that I was Santa. Uh, and some people are not going to agree with it, but I don't care. Um, I, it's just, I'm, I don't work all year, bust my ass and work hard to give the credit to anybody else. So, um, even when the girls, my oldest girls, when they were big, we used to, me and their mom, we used to tell them like, oh, mommy's Mrs. Claus and I'm, I'm Claus, I'm Santa Claus. Like that's who it is. And so much so that I remember when Gab was like two or three years old, they were in a, they were in a daycare and the daycare preschool, whatever it was. They were setting up to take pictures with Santa. They brought Santa to take pictures. And Gabby flipped out, would not, that they was telling her, oh, you know, sit in Santa's lap so that you can uh, take a picture. And she was flipping out, that's not my dad. I'm not sitting next to him. I'm not sitting in his lap. And, like, they called us, like, your daughter, she won't take the picture. And I think there's, I think I got to find a picture. There's a picture um, literally where um, they got her to, she ended up taking a picture, but I think, like, she's not smiling in the picture. Either she's not smiling in the picture or she's standing next to him. She just refused to sit in his lap. Well, she shouldn't be sitting in nobody's, no man's lap. Um, so, yeah, good job, Gab. But, yeah, like, it's so much to the point where she's just like, no, fuck that. That's not my dad. I'm not sitting in that dude's, that stranger's lap. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, and, I, yeah, I just, I, I refuse to give credit to someone else for all the hard work that I fucking do. I won't do it. Uh, even with Jordan. Like, Jordan, I haven't actually had to do the where she, so she, like, well, there's only one gift under the tree right now because that's all I wrapped because I'm so behind. I got so much shit to wrap, but and I still have so much stuff to order. I have two weeks. Um, but, yeah, so she knows, like, she knows what Christmas is and all that, but she just kind of knows the gifts come from me. And I don't know. I don't know if that takes, like, the excitement out of it. I don't know. But, they, they, I mean, the kids are pretty excited. I actually think what I'm going to do this year, I think I'm going to – I'm not going to wrap all the gifts the night before – I think I'll wrap them all and keep them in my room and then, like, bring them all down the night of. I guess make it look like it's not nothing underneath the tree. Confuse them a bit. Well, they won't be that confused. If my kids listen to this, they're going to know. But the small ones won't. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm still a ways away from being ready for Christmas. Uh, oh, quick story. So I remember... The way I found out there was no such thing as like the Santa Claus Easter Bunny Tooth Fairy. I was with Lewis, uh, my best friend, me and him. I went with him and his mom and his dad. We went to like shopping at Kmart or something. And we were there. And his mom um bought me uh Easter basket. It was the night, it was the day before Easter. Bought me Easter basket, bought all the kids, me, his cousin, and him, bought us Easter baskets. I, like, oh. I came in the house with Easter basket, like, look, Miss Nancy got me an Easter basket, God rest her soul. But she got me an Easter basket. And um I just remember, like, my grandma looking at me weird, and I don't know, like, what happened. And then, like, they just blurred out, like, there's no such thing as Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, you know, Two Fairy, none of that stuff. And I just remember being, like, so fucking devastated because why would you tell a kid this the day before Easter? Like, that was fucking cruel. I like I like yeah I don't care I'm 37 and I still have a problem with that because like why I could have waited till the Easter I could have waited till the Monday after Easter I could have waited till a week later um 
Hell, yeah, like, but the day before, so, like, what the fuck? It was so fucked up. Um, But, yeah, that's that's how I found out. I don't remember how old I was. I was probably, I might have been, like, 9 or 10. I don't know. Um, I was still fairly young. I just remember it being fucked up. And I remember going outside, I was telling Louis. Louis is, like, two years older than me, so I remember going to tell him, like, my mom just told me there's no such thing as the Easter Bunny. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, he's like, I'm glad, that, you know, he was, you know, he's an older kid. So he was like, I'm glad they told you I was tired of fucking playing along with that shit. And yeah, so that's my story of how I found out. Um, back to why I think jobs ain't shit. So I remember I'm missing my grandmom's final birthday party. It was actually here because uh, I live in my grandmom's house. Um, but she had her like a, a final birthday party where like all the grandkids were here and like everybody was here. Um, she wanted all that was her main thing. She wanted all the grandkids here. And I can't get off work. They just didn't get me off work. And I was telling like, I need off. I need off. I need off. Oh, we don't have nobody work for you. And I had to go to work because I was in a situation where I needed the job, um, or I thought I needed the job, um, because I needed to provide for the family and you know be a good dad and all that good shit. And um, I ended up missing it. And it just didn't get me off, you know. For a while, like, you know, I carried a little bit of guilt. And at a point, it was hard to, like, look at the pictures from it because you're like, I should be in these pictures, and I'm not. Um, and, and, like, that fucking job, you took that from me. You know what I mean? And, again, I just want to allow another job to do that shit again. You know what I'm saying? It's just I should have been there. I should have been there for my grandma's final birthday party. We all knew she was dying. Like, she was, she had cancer. Um, we knew the time where her was limited. And I just couldn't fucking get off. And, um, you know, I wish I had, you know, I wish I could have got to spend it. I mean, I spent, my gosh, the first 18 years of my life with my grandma every day. But um, I just wish towards the, you know, oh, damn it. <laughs> towards the back end of her life, I'd have got to spend more time with her. Because I, I, had, I, like, grew up really fast. I, like, went from being, like, a kid to, like, being a fucking parent and then, like, living on my own and, being a man of a house, you know what I mean? Being responsible and all that shit. And um, yeah, I just missed out on that shit. Uh, uh, so Angie fucking Gibson. This is a lady. She was my boss. Uh, she was like the area manager when I worked at Burger King. Uh, right before, she was up until like right before I quit. Like she got, I don't know, she either got fired or something. Probably like two months before I quit, before the new person took over. But um, I'll never forget that lady's name. And... If I ever see her in a Walmart, a ShopRite, a Rite Aid, a fucking Chuck E. Cheese, whatever she has in front of her, I'm flipping that shit on the floor. If it's a cart full of groceries, that shit is getting flipped. This lady had to be the absolute most um, evil person I ever worked for. She was a horrible fucking boss. You know, just really just pure evil. I remember she was also like really bitter. Her husband had just died, and she was, like, raising her um, her son on her own. And, like, I guess the bitterness of or the sadness of not um, mourning correctly and, you know, losing your husband, I'm pretty sure that was a big thing. But she didn't mourn probably, this is 15, 20 years ago, she didn't do therapy. Like, there was a lot. Like, she, I remember when I met her, she was like, yeah, my husband, he died. Like, he had just died, like, 30 days ago. And she was just got hired for that job. So she didn't, like, take the time to, like, fucking cope and deal with this shit. But she was fucking evil. Like, I mean, like, absolutely fucking evil. I remember she, like, wrote me up one day. She tried to say I had a beard. 
when I was like in my twenty, I didn't I just got this beard probably like five years ago. I never used to have facial hair. I never could grow facial hair. So it would be like it would literally be like just the the little hairs growing up from when you get a shape up. And she was like, Oh, you're supposed to shave, this, this and that. And I'm like, What? Like, lady, I got my hair cut three days ago. Like there's I uh, just nothing on my face but like stubble. And yeah, she just I was just I don't know. She was having a bad fucking day that day, but like almost every day she was having a bad day. Uh, I remember, uh, so I remember I was working with uh, one of the managers there. Her name was Leah. And I'll never forget, like, she had a meeting with her that morning. And she, you no, know, Leah just told, like, we had this, we didn't have no raises in like three years. And she's like, hey, I haven't gotten a raise. You know, I would like to get a raise. And I think Leah might have said something online. I was like, I need a raise or I just can't work here. And she was just like, give me your keys. And it was like, what? And I'm like, I remember like looking at her like, you are fucking evil. Like, I, all right, you could have just said, no, I can't do that. But to be like, give me your fucking keys. And then I guess I just, I just remember seeing Leah like in full tears. And she's like, this lady ain't got no heart. And I, I felt so bad. But there's nothing I could do. But the, she was just fucking evil, man. Like I, I've never in my life met anybody like that was that evil, miserable, um, cold-hearted, like she was terrible. But yeah, if I ever see her, any, I don't care. Church, a funeral, I don't care. I'm choosing violence. I don't care where I see her at. Like it is on. Listen, um, but yeah, she was she was fucking terrible, man. I remember one time it was like a blizzard. Um, so two stories. So I was working up Wayne and Shelton. And I remember I'm calling, calling, calling. It's snowing and shit. And this is like around a time where like when it was snow and something would just completely shut down because they were getting in a lot of accidents. So they would just shut down. So I'm calling like, hey, is the store going to close early? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. This fucking hoe calls me at 1145. Like, yeah, the store is closing early. You can close it at 12. Like, bitch, I got 15 minutes to close this shit. And then like when I closed the store, by the time I was done, fucking SEPTA, had um they had shut down for the night. So there was no scepter, there was no cabs, it was bad, it was coming down. I fucking walked from Wayne and Shelton all the way to um Frankfurt. So pretty much to like Margaret Orthodox. This shit took two and a half hours of fucking walking in the cold. After working about 13 hours, I was pissed. The following week, snow again. She, um, I got up, I'm checking SEPTA. There's no, SEPTA's not right because I'm not driving at this point. I'm not driving yet. There's no SEPTA. SEPTA's, there's no SEPTA available. And she's like, are you coming in? I can't get there. There's no, there's no buses available. This motherfucker, she, where do you live at? She comes in my house, gets me. She said, oh, I'll come pick you up. But then complains the whole way up there. And I'm just like, you just could have just not came and got me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, if I ever see her again, it's fucking on. Oh, <laughs> um, I had horrible sleep patterns when I was working at these places because my schedule was always all over the place. You would work to like 12 at night. Then you got to be back at seven in the morning. And mind you, I'm dropping kids off to school. It's just like I remember there was a point where um, I couldn't sleep at night. I just fucking couldn't sleep at night because I was just fucking exhausted. Like, but in the wrong way, like I was my body would get used to sleeping during the day because I was working into the middle of the night 
and then they would put me on a schedule where for like a week I would be working in the daytime and it would I couldn't sleep at night because my body wasn't used to it. And um I would be at work so fucking tired. I had to go to work at ten o'clock. I would just be at work. I would clock in at ten and by like eleven o'clock I'm sleepy as shit because my body thinks it's supposed to be sleep right now. So yeah, I'm I yeah, I think I, I know in the last episode I said I wasn't sh- I don't think I think I said I wasn't sure if I go back into the food industry. I'm never fucking going back to that shit. I miss so many birthdays, weddings, funerals, baby showers because of these jobs that I had. And they just didn't give a fuck about my personal life. And for me, as I got older, quality of life is the most important thing. I need to be available to my family. I need to be able to have like me time. I need to be able to have time to reset and kind of just like breathe. And those jobs just didn't do it. They just didn't fucking do it. And they didn't care. I remember there was a time where I tore my ACL. So I tore my ACL playing football, um, and I had to be to work the next day. No, no, I'm lying. I tore my ACL on a Sunday. I had to be to work on a Tuesday, so I was off that Monday. The minute that it happened, I got home, um, and I emailed her. I texted my boss. This is the lady that fired me um, before I finally took my break. But I remember I texted her. I emailed her. I went to, I went to the hospital. After I got out of work. So, no, I did work that Monday. So, I worked that Monday. I went to work. I worked my shift. And after I got out of work, I remember, like, I Jordan was small. So, I had Jordan with me. I picked Jordan up from the sitter. And then I go to the hospital, you know. And I go there. And they, they gave me scans. And they set me up for MRI and all that. And I would sit her like, hey, they said um, they believe I got a partial ACL tear. Da, 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 da. And she just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, she just didn't care. She didn't respond to anything. And um, I went to work because I knew she wasn't going to send me any coverage. So I went to work. I'm limping around work for uh, about, at this point, I probably limped for about two and a half, three weeks until I was really able to put some pressure on it. Um, but it w- but I w- didn't have to worry about it because I was, little did I know, I was getting ready to get fired. But um, I remember she came there and um, she's like, what happened? And I was like, I tore, I tore my ACL playing football. And she was just like, why are you still playing football? And it was just like, motherfucker, I can do whatever the fuck I want when I'm not on the clock. Like, do you not have a life? Is your, is your life only this job? Um, if it is, I feel sorry for you. But uh, I have every right to fucking take part in extracurricular activities and do whatever the fuck I want. I can do whatever I want. If I want to snort cocaine when I'm not on the clock, I can fucking do it. Not that I would. But it's my motherfucking business what I do when I'm off the clock. But um, And the way I tore it was... A guy, he um he got blocked and he rolled up under me and I went backwards and my leg went forward and you heard it pop and like pop and um I felt it. It was it's my driver's leg. It was so fucking hard to uh to drive home that that shit was fucking painful. It was it probably that's probably the worst pain I've felt in my life. And I've broken bones, I've broken my ankle, but tearing the ACL is oh my gosh, it's the most painful thing I've ever experienced. It is yeah, it was a long process to get better. Um, but yeah, I'm here now. But yeah, I remember she uh she came to the store and um it's the same routine, doesn't speak for hours, and then walks up like two and a half, three hours later, like, hey. <laughs> um and then wants to talk about, you know, I guess stuff going on at the store and I'm like limping around. She's asking for shit. So like I, at this point again, I'm already I'm mentally I had already checked out. 
she's asking me to do stuff and I'm just taking my time because I'm fucking limping. And um, that's when she went into like, well, well, you know, why would you still be playing football? Da, 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 da. And it's just like, lady, I'm fucking at the time. I'm 31, 32 years old, whatever I was. I, yeah, I can still fucking play because I'm that fucking good. And um, I'm in great shape. I just, it, it, you, you could tell yourself fucking walking outside. It, it, it can just happen. Um, but yeah, it's just. I don't know. I constantly find myself at that job. I was be at work and I'll be working on things that wasn't like about my job. I'll be working on things for myself. I started, I started writing a book that I didn't finish. I started writing poetry. I started working on a lot of shit for me, like while I was on the clock, because the job was so dead. Um, which I knew, like I was, yeah, I was, I was tapped out. I started like, let me, what can I do to get the fuck out of here? Um, because I very much, um. I mean, a fantasy would have been to fucking write a book, sell it, and um, it'd be enough money for me to, one, quit the job, and then probably, two, I guess, fund my second book or retire me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I I, um, I was always super confident I could just walk out whenever I chose and, and walk into another job with ease. Like, that's where I was at when I was working. That's Mentally, that's where I was at. And understanding again ultimately i just wasn't fucking happy there it was a horrible fucking place to work uh it was it was just terrible man like i i don't know it just so many fucking stories i could tell you about that place uh i remember i had so she hit me up like the day before like oh the president of the company is coming to your store tomorrow and i'm like it's fucking 7 30 at night like what she's like i need you to be there at seven in the morning i'm just like i'll try but um, I'm scheduled to be there at nine. And if you think like, I don't, you think I'm going to get up. So I got to drop my kid off to the sitter. So I had to drop the kid off at like five thirty, five forty. We're talking about waking up a baby to go outside in the cold air. And then me driving to get to work. I, yeah. So I remember I got there late as shit. Well, past the time they wanted me there. I think I got there like eight fifteen or some shit, eight thirty maybe. I don't know. And they were all outside because I had the keys. But, yeah, motherfucker, I was scheduled for nine. So, uh, fuck you. And um, that was a problem. And, again, I'm pretty sure, like, my attitude wasn't the best. Because, again, once when I'm burnt out with something, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm done with it. I'm not. There's, again, so my demeanor, my energy, all that shit is going to be bad. Um, so I'm not going to excuse my behavior. But those motherfuckers didn't care. They just didn't like all they cared about was like numbers. And I get it was a results driven business. But when I, any job you at, man, when I was whenever I was the boss anywhere, I just always cared about people. Like ultimately, that's what I care. I care about people. I'm about people and making sure that they're happy because I just always believed that the people that worked for me were happy, that they could provide good service. They would be um, good employees. They'd be loyal employees. They wouldn't go looking for other jobs. Uh, they would come to work on time because they want to be there because Ron is going to treat us with respect. Um, he has loving energy, like all that stuff. So yeah. And then, yeah, right after that, after my ACL got tour, that's, it was probably a month later. Yeah. I was fired a month later. So, um, that was that, and um, I'm I'm happy I'm not there no more. I'm very happy where I'm at in life. I'm very happy to be at the airport. It, I'm I, I'm at peace, um, as far as like with all of that shit. 
But um, so a quick funny story before I wrap this up. I mentioned, I think I mentioned to y'all that they're, they're still again. So they're still in Kia's again. Um, funny but not funny story. So this week, Jordan's mom got her car stolen. So she calls me and she's like, "They." Sure, she calls me. I guess someone like she was out because she um she she drives the school buses or whatever drives bus whatever the fuck she does. She calls me like someone at my job said they they bust my window out. Now, um, she had mentioned to me a couple of days before that that where her car is being parked, that, that people have been breaking into cars there. I was just like, don't park your car there no more. Um, of course, she didn't listen. So when she gets back to the depot, she calls me again like, they stole my fucking car. Me, because the last time her car got stolen, um, I gave her a uh, a tag, a chart, a tracker to put in her car here put this in the car if it happens again you'll be able to find it also she had a club on her car so i'm like well how did they take it i'm first thing i'm like oh check the tracker see where your car is at oh i took it out okay you had a club on your car how did they get the club up oh the club was broke now i'm like frustrated because like all of this shit could have been avoided i'm not saying it's okay you got your car stolen but like why not fucking Dude, like, why would you have a broken fucking club on your car? I was, like, really annoyed um, just with that. I mean, I, of course, I don't want her getting her car stolen. I don't wish nothing bad on nobody. Um, and, you know, I helped her, you know, get, the, like, set her up with a shop and all that stuff to get the car fixed. Um, I got a buddy that works on cars. But it's just, like, I don't know. This is, like, I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm complaining, but it's just like the typical like irresponsible shit that I be um, complaining about. And yeah, it was just it was really fucking crazy. But yeah, for y'all that got y'all kids out here and they're stealing cars and shit. Uh, I mean, her specifically, you better be glad that she didn't cut him because she's she carries and she's licensed. And um, I'm very much about like yeah, if if I catch someone, if my car is parked tomorrow, if I walk out and catch someone trying to break in my car. Um, you're gonna get a warning shot, and then you're gonna get a real shot. Like that's just it. Cause I'm not playing with nobody's fucking 15 year old kid that thinks they can steal my fucking car because they watched something on TikTok. And I, I need you people to get a better control of your sons. Not all of y'all. Some of y'all have good sons, but there are people out here. And your kids are are fucking out here just stealing car. I, I I was terrified to steal a car ever in my life. I think the most we did when we was kids, we fucking, like, we stole, like, the little silver caps off people's tires to put on our bikes. That was it. Um, and even that, like, that was, like, that was scary. You didn't want to get caught doing that. Like, someone would fucking kick your ass. So, yeah, that was my week. Uh, that's what went on this week. And um, do I have a message for the day? Eh. Message for the day is find what you love and let it kill you. If you don't know what it means, look it up, Google it. Um, but yeah, just find whatever you're passionate about. Find, do the things that make you happy, uh, do the things that bring you peace and, um, and yeah, and then live out through that. You'll find your purpose within the things that you love. Uh, my plugs for today is my friend Clara Bell, AKA Bella. Um, she does infused treats and cakes. She also designs fruit cakes, kind of like you know edible arrangements, but it's a hundred percent better. She did one big one for my mom's birthday. Um, super fucking talented with her hands. Um, she's now also um, tapping into Coquito, 
You can find her on IG at, I'm going to spell her because her name is long as hell. It's C-E-N-T-A-N-N-I-C-I-A-O-B-E-L-L-A. I can't pronounce it. I just know the last word is Bella because that is her name. But you reach out to her. She has Coquito. She has infused streets cakes. And she can also um, do the big fruit design cakes like the edible arrangements. But again, they're just so much better. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw, I think I posted it. Um, the one that I had for my mom's birthday party. And Coquito is good for the holidays and infused treats are good for the New Year's. As usual, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. I hope y'all have an incredible week. And um, until next time, peace.